first of December, one of my favorite directors is back in the movies. It's Anvita Dutt. And this time it's the cast, which is Babil, Tripti and Swastika. Hello, people. Hey. Hi. You know, I, I really feel that one of the biggest heroes or heroines uh, in this movie is Meena Lagarwal. Because, you know, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, big, 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 big wow. clap. I mean, we'll come to the emotion of it a little later, but I remember the Bulbul second half absolutely stunning me because and I remember, unfortunately, it was on Zoom at the time and I remember telling both of you, saying, my God, what is this? the second half is just red. And of course, you explained to me the context of why you wanted it to be red. What was your discussion with her on this particular film? Because, I mean, I'm a novice, but the little bit that I can understand is that I feel a different way when I see Tripti in Kolkata, then Calcutta, and I feel a different way when I see Tripti's character in Kashmir. In the mountains. In the mountains, In her yeah. mother's house. Yes, so actually both with Siddharth Divan, my DOP, and with Meena Lagarwal, my guardian of design god, actually <laughs> nice to be addressed by me. I spoke about how the mountain house, her childhood home, is the house of oppression. And I said, I, I'm feeling Dutch golden age. And the house of uh, adulthood is the house of delirium. And delirium, I wasn't very sure where I wanted to take it, you know. I, I said, I know that Art Deco existed at that point in time, but I was, wasn't feeling very Art Deco at that point in time. I said, feels like the house of delirium, I don't know what it is. So Dutch Golden Age, I started with Rembrandt and Vermeer. And then she introduced me soon. There was a still life with hazelnuts painting that she showed me. And that actually became a palette. That painting was the palette for the house of... So, Dutch Golden Age period, the paintings make you feel... They're beautiful. They're overwhelmingly oppressive. They're dark. There is a feeling of... You know, a lot of them did a... So, there'll be a beautiful still life with, like, flowers and everything. But there'll be one unobtrusive, like a dead fly lying over there. Something died over there. Like a moth, dried Which moth is flying. what I was going to come to next, yeah. So the feeling of decay and darkness that existed in those paintings is what I wanted to bring to that. And the other thing is I have this obsession with moss, which I was like, I love touching moss and touching it. It's slightly strange. And Meenal has seen me do that and she finds it really funny. At the same time, she understands it because she's like, moss is beautiful, like moss green is a beautiful colour. And I like the feel of it. Strangely, when I've gone like swimming in a pool which has moss on the floor, I like it. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, it's that's a nice sky, But no, when you touch kai, the ones that in the mountains, on the, mountains, on the, okay, on the yeah, rocks yeah, and on the walls they grow, that feels like velvet. So I would keep telling her that. So I remember when we were doing, when we started work on the house and we were going to do the camera test and she'd got sample walls to see what could be a good wall for the mountain house. And so she showed us this, you know, Dutch Golden Age, this was there, this was there. And she came up to me and she says, Anna, I've got you moss. And she got this wall which was covered with moss green velvet. I have just stood there with my mouth open, feeling so happy, mm -hmm. like a child. So my entire mountain house, the walls are moss green velvet because she, she said, I'll give you moss inside the house, the decay, the air not moving inside the house. There's not enough room for this girl. Such big ceilings and, you know, everything is so big, but she doesn't have room to breathe. So all of that, I mean, there was lots of conversations. I can talk about it all. The, so Divan, again, Dutch Golden Age. So we, he lit it like those paintings. So everything that was done by both Divan and by Meenal was to feed into oppression, and delirium. And then she said, forget Art Deco, Nouveau, which skipped us by, is there in some of our balconies, is this delirious equilibrium-defying 
art form and that's what then we went for the Calcutta house. I also noticed the one in the mountain has some gothic kind of a feel to it. I mean, yes. are you thinking that too? It's the same period. It's the same no? period. In architecture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. gothic and, you know, you had flying buttresses Correct. and you had and things in, like in that. And in art, you had this. Yes, yeah. in art, you had the, those painted Dutch it's one of mine, right? I mean, a few mm -hmm. days ago, I was Very. talking to her about the writing of Majru and Sahir, and here we are talking about Dutch art. <laughs> and somebody like that says, you're her muse. How does it feel? <laughs> it feels We asked her that off camera or something like that. Why? What? How? Mm -hmm. Not really, because she's always saying it. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> so much so that, you know, at times I've told her, Kanvita, please stop saying it in front of people. <laughs> it's, it's awkward. <laughs> like, no, but I'm saying the truth. And, you know, it's just beautiful the kind of relationship we have. She's like my mother. And, you know, back home I've told my parents that you don't need to worry about me because I have Anvita in Bombay who's looking after me, who makes me feel safe. There's so many things that you have to, you know, understand and deal with when you're new in Bombay, when you don't know anybody and when you're in this industry, you know, meeting new people every day. But it feels good when you have someone who's guiding you through everything and I can trust her fully with it, with acting. With I've learned so much from her, you know, as far as acting is concerned. I don't think I was as good in my other films. I think. <laughs> but she gives you that, you know, space to just be. She gives you the freedom to express. She's not like, you know, this is what I've written and you have to do it this way. She's like, this is what I've written. Now forget about it. Now let's talk about something. Let's talk about Kala. Let's talk about the film. Let's talk about her world. And when you do that, it's like in the workshops also, she was talking about a few things and then she was allowing me to say a few things. And then again, she was adding to the story. And it's interesting that We've used so much from the stories, from the workshops in the film. I wish I could talk about those things, but... <laughs> yeah, some of them might be spoilers. Yeah. You know, I have great gut instinct and I can pride myself on that. <laughs> when I met Tiwari and you, Avinash, for the first time, and mm. I just briefly mentioned it off the mic, we were in a seminar room somewhere. Both your first films hadn't released. Yeah. You were both nervous kids. And the three of us were bottled into a seminar room somewhere. <laughs> we were sitting like this. <laughs> we were sitting like this doing an interview. I mean, I get bottled into places everywhere. I mean, I'm just a journalist. <laughs> you guys weren't stars then. And it's crazy because I remember coming down and Imtiaz was going up and I said, dude, they're both stars, you know? And it's unbelievable because I've just met Tiwari. I can talk about it because it's the same platform. Yeah, yeah. And I did an interview with him for, for Khaki. And here I am meeting you and you guys are both stars. <laughs> so, He's also a brilliant actor. <laughs> so it must feel good that, you know, it does, it debuting does. and both of you have releases both more or less at the same time. The same time, and yeah. yeah. Swastika. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult not to fall in love with you with the way you act. My God. I remember again Siddharth Kumar Tiwari, the guy you did this series with on another platform which we can't name. And you, you, saw, you know Swastika's Bangla work and you know this and you know that. I'm a fanboy, this, that. And when he had cast you and you know, I saw that series had nothing to do with what you're doing right now. My question to you is very pointed. A lot of her dialogues are long drawn out and spaced out. Was that discussed as the speech pattern of the era or did you keep it particularly to her because she is that way? There's no quick sentences as far as she's concerned. They slow, the delivery is slower. Yeah. No, I don't think that was planned. I think when I delivered the lines on the first day, it came out like that. Ah. It was not planned or Anvita hadn't told me ever that you need to speak this way and your tone has to be this and this has to be your spaces and you have to, you know, take a pause after this or that. She's never really asked me to do things like that. I think the way me and her perceived Urmila or, you know, we thought Urmila is this person, 
and then I started living like that in my head. I just felt that that is how she would talk, like cold, distant, always making a point so that the other person hears it properly, never misses a word and there's no warmth, there's no comfort. Quite loveless in a lot of ways. Yes, concern is there, want is there. But the want never comes like this. Mm. So I really wanted to do this a lot of time and Anvita was like, you can't touch her. We were never allowed to touch, touch each other. Each other. <laughs> like, Cam- when the camera was rolling. You know, because there's so much of mystery around her character. You're always wondering, my God, what is her backstory going to be? And then I'm like, for that, Anvita will have to make a sequel and then go into <laughs> Prequel. But it int- a prequel, yes. You know, it, because it intrigues you that how did a woman land up being like this? Yeah. And that's why we go to the movies, isn't it? I mean, because we're intrigued by these, these wonderful characters. Babel! <laughs> I like what you're wearing, man. I you are really making the fashion statement of the interview. You look like the yeah. Jesus. Everybody is this? liking it. Yeah, you were just feeling. Uh, no, no, I loved. Uh, I, I love chose it. this. I look like Gen Z Aladdin. It looks like I'm going to. Pull yeah, out yeah, the you're lamp. looking like a pull out of the lamp. Yeah, I'm gonna rub it, and then Genie is going to come and save. Also, me a strange promotions. way the flower power 60s, 70s kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. You like that that idea? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love exploring and experimenting, and I just thought. I felt this. I so you actually picked it out. Wasn't your stylist who said, go with this? He gives me a lot of options. And uh, I think Pranay and Shaunak, they styled me for these promotions. And we mm-hmm. have a really good bond. So we just explore together and, you know, come to a decision. And it's great. Nice. Well done. <laughs> what is your favorite song of the album? Have of you been, this boat song, have you been listening to this? Huh? Boat Shock. song, because we rehearse this boat song, right? But Shock, it's written by Varun Grover and mm. I just absolutely love that. And it, it's actually filmed on the boat, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yes. it's, it's on the wonderful. Ganges. I'm just thinking, of, it is actually on the Ganges, yeah? <laughs> Giveaway. We're not talking That'll about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the Ganges. That's what you see in the film. So you like the sound of it or do you like the whole vibe or what you were feeling in that scene? No, okay, I'll tell you why exactly I like this song. Anvita had taken me, because I used to, when I first connected with her, I used to call her ma'am, and then slowly, slowly started to call her Anvita. I don't know, I feel closer to you. But we had gone to the recording studio, where they were making the music, and Amit Trivedi was there, Varun Guru was writing the lyrics, and then they played a version of that song. And also, I was going through a lot that time, and the first line came in, where he goes, Bikharne ka mujhko shock hai bada. And I don't know what happened. Kosar ma'am was sitting right next to me and I just teared up and I started crying. It, there's something about that line and the way that line was spoken that it just hit me so hard. And I it was not much thought. I just loved that song and that get-go because it just hit me so purely. And Kosar ma'am was giving me tissues. But I was like, no, let this come out. And ma'am was like, let him be. In the middle of Yashraj, I'm just crying. But it was really... That's the space that we worked with, just that much comfort with your inner skin. The significance of the, of the moth. <laughs> you want to start and then she can go on? I mean, the moth comes, you know, it's just there. Yeah. In your, in your clothes, in the environment, in the background. It just doesn't leave you through the film. Mm. So, what was it that she explained to you? What did you figure out from the moth? Uh, we actually... <laughs> So she, yes, she told me that moth signifies death and Kala's life, you know, as you see in the film, is very dark, is very, you know, in the dark space, in the dark zone. So that's why she wanted a lot of moths around me, even in, on my clothes. And I don't know if you noticed that all my saris, they're all grey in colour, but the Correct. shade keeps going darker and darker and darker and darker. And the moth also, initially you just see the wings, then you see the legs. In the next sari, in the, the other sari, you see the legs and arms and the wings. And in the last sequence, where she, 
prevalent the practice of doing the roshaving block yeah. test it was done to us school students as well they would do the test and so that's my first memory of a discussion about something not being okay with you of course at that time it was to be such a pagal hote to pata chalta hai you know how it is and there's something wrong with you you're mad but the fact that there might be something wrong used to be tested with the roshaving block yeah. and that when i was writing at the very first draft and it was still on paper in my notebook when i was writing kala the ink plot came i mean i was i knew that the ink plot is going it's about the ink plot and so i it's almost like i'm um, foreshadowing that ink plot so the it's like bats in the belfry it's like the knots of her mind and eating away you know they're yeah, about yeah. dk they're about they make holes in the fabric of being swastika this is this plays out in a very patriarchal world i mean this is where men were calling the shots there's a very poignant line it's not a spoiler which says that it, the men had pandit before their name the women had naam ke aage pandit lagna chahiye uske piche in this world tripti's character at points has to consent to or give in to some of the men around her we shall not say more so have you but her character is riddled with guilt at points but your character doesn't feel that guilty is it because she is beyond the point of guilt i'm referring in particular to the liaison between your character and coacher's character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 i understood i think urmila is desperate that what she couldn't achieve in her life she wants kala to get there and not for her for urmila's own self and the demons she fights with is the guilt and is the you know helplessness her faults her weaknesses but i think she is a woman who will never show it it's all happening the chaos is all inside she comes across as this you no know, a woman is always in her zen mode zen mm-hmm. is the word i thought yeah like you know you just feel so calm and at peace with her inner self and the outer world and everything like you know she's going to achieve moksha but the equal amount of chaos and the equal amount of turmoil is there inside which she is constantly in denial i think she just she has never wanted to face her own demons and uh, you know has never taken up that challenge and the mm. conflict is always there with the child it's actually not the conflict with the child it's a conflict with her own self of course and uh, no, which is why you're such an amazing actress because there are points when you are just playing it trance like because she is i mean there's so much going inside you see your expression is almost as though you're in a trance and you're going through your life in that manner some of my favorite fun scenes are the scenes between grover and you varun yeah. grover and you <laughs> and kala you yeah. know they just yeah. light playful again you wish but then you realize that and without end up making a four hour film yeah. <laughs> That you know that was ex- that friendship was explored yeah. a little more. Yeah. Must have had fun on the set. I mean, a the lot two of you. Of fun. I mean, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's and lovely, isn't he? Yeah. And 
what you see in the film is what our relationship is in real also you know there was this point where he was there's a scene where i say something and i read out a line from his diary ae game dil abhihana nazme hai na bas mein ek pikra geet hai aur ek khayal nas so nervous and <laughs> that felt like so cute he was like i'm acting for the first time and i'm really nervous and anvita is directing me so i have that pressure and i'm like just you know you you don't know how good you are as an actor because he was just so natural and so fresh and it was just beautiful to see him act the beauty of what your character says and does is i mean he lives and breathes for music i mean there's no reason for him to do music Absolutely. other than music itself Absolutely. do you feel that way about acting in your life or is there something else in your life that You know, sometimes actors life. do lines and say, "Wow." I just feel like no, no. I just feel like oh, life should be the passion, and once life is the passion, then the mediums that you express your art through, like acting, music, then they become your support systems. But the passion has to be life. You know, I will live life with my complete passion, and these will be the mediums with which I express my art. Yeah, so that is how I view passion and. You're into music. You play the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're being modest. Yeah. He's <laughs> not being modest. He's just not going to sing. Shut up! I'm screwing with you. Jocelyne Royal has told me that you're you're very good. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So she's been to many parties in your house where you're, yeah. you're like all jammed yeah. and you know hung out. And Baba. Yeah. And oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And your dad used to be around and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So music obviously is you know because the, the underlying ethos of this film. I mean, we can talk. about the art and other nuances but the music is there i mean it's just so rich yeah absolutely and that must mean a lot to you that your first mainstream release yeah. has music as the bedrock and this absolutely. form of music absolutely absolutely and uh, the thing is music has always been in my life something that i go to when i have nothing else that is working say nice. and there used to be a thing where i if i have no idea what i i want to do then back then there's something when i shuffle like a random song would yeah. play right yeah. now it's all algorithms the computer knows exactly shuffle what song and repeat. but yeah. back then there used to be a random song that used to play yeah, so i used like to play ipod yeah, yeah on the ipod yeah. and a random song from your playlist would play and when i would have no idea what i'm going to do next i would play a random song and the song would tell me what i have to do next or like what if there's something i'm feeling which is troubling me or uh, making me feel like i don't have the answer to i would hit the song and shuffle and i would wait for the answer to come to me through the song and i never jinx <laughs> but uh, yeah a, a lot, lot of times making sense to me makes making perfect sense to me a lot of the answers would come to me yeah. through that and yeah i'm extremely grateful but of course i was a western singer and ma'am was like ga ke dikha like yeah, <laughs> 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 and I was like, yeah <laughs> 
and then she put me through a lot of like she would make me listen to ma'am uh, please my no ud jayega was my mama and which we connected through the first time and nusrat saab she made me listen to and one song ma'am that you made me listen to in dubbing i'm so sorry i know we're hurrying in dubbing which right now i cry to was to jhoom Ah. which now has become my pillar like any day i'm feeling like nahi ho raha yaar i just go listen to tu jhoom and right now it's a little bit tired. <laughs> sweet okay you guys have had long a long day long days so it's going to be the last one there was there was bombay and there was kashmir that's where you filmed only two places or did you go elsewhere no two places so give me your your best travel memory like in filming this i mean is there a place you went to i know there's snowfall but i don't know if there's actually so snowfall yeah, or what yeah there was yes, there yes. was all some the snow real so maybe <laughs> maybe all of you let's just talk about the travel of it and what you commune with i mean what what you loved first of all so tripti looks gorgeous beautiful in the shot but actually tripti is like really struggling through three feet of snow and she is actually doing this but it, it's so funny cuz from far and we were testing the shot she was like kaise hoga bhai and then they paved the way like they smashed the snow down and they paved the way and all the the work of the people that paved the way actually helped make tripti look <laughs> that is your favorite travel memory yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nice it gave me a new insight because i was just thinking that you know we don't want to give spoilers again but ice is at locations where you would not expect it and yeah. you know what happened there yeah. kashmir was a lot of fun we were shooting in gulmarg and mm. I have been to Kashmir before and I've stayed there for 3 months for Lella Majnu and it's always been a like I feel like home in Kashmir people are lovely and even while we were shooting though it was difficult because our call times were 4:30 in the morning <laughs> and we had to shoot because we had to wrap up by 6 because the sun goes down around 5:36 so I still remember the first day it was snowing it was 4:30 in the morning and we couldn't like I was sitting in my vanity and I couldn't even get up like that because it was that cold and i was like okay now i have to get ready change and go out wearing a organza sari <laughs> just the thought of that and i was like really questioning my career choices then <laughs> why did you have to be an actor mujhe nahi pata tha ye sab bhi karna padega yeah you know you think of all the yashobra movies in switzerland you're going what with the heroines yeah. thinking even before that even before that chamila to go and all yeah yeah it's but for this film i think it was important it's not like yeah. okay we want no, it's always important in the filmmaking process yeah, i'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's not easy for you guys it's not it's not it's so, not easy it's so strange like, sorry so sorry i'm so sorry no 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 please please no sweet <laughs> <laughs> like we could hardly move it was so difficult for all of us Very to cool. move like even if we had to pass on the mic to each mic nahi sorry little <laughs> bit we were like moving like that imagine But, what the light men must oh my yeah. god for, it's so difficult for them because handling lifting, lifting metal heavy lights even siddharth sir was yeah, a lot oxygen of because he's running with the camera and uh, light yeah. because of that yeah but you know you forget all of that when you're having fun working Swastika. I have never been to Kashmir before. Mm. So it was the first time that I went with Kala to shoot, and I had never seen so much of ice, as snow. <laughs> Also <laughs> ice. ice in my life before. So it was like I've, you know, I've just reached heaven, and my daughter had gone with me, oh, and lovely. we had a lovely time. Even during the shoot, she was always there. How old is she? She's twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. 
Breathe, breathe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you've heard it millions of times, so it's okay. No, but I always <laughs> have so I was just waiting you for it. You don't like somebody with a 23-year-old daughter for the millionth and second time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was fun and uh, half a day I didn't have work. Actually, that one day I didn't have work. I had chutti. So I had uh, worn all the warm clothes and fully like covered. And I wore a nut that Anvita had gifted me. And she was going through all the pain. And we were dancing in the snow. <laughs> and we were taking videos and all of that. And suddenly, one AD came running and said, Ma'am needs you to get ready right now. I was like, no, it's my little girl. No, that little girl got cancelled, ma'am. I went back to the vanity and got ready. But the thrill was always there, you know. I was dressing up wearing a baku, which was all so new. And I am playing a character which I have never done before. As in, not playing a mother or not playing this kind of character. I'm just saying somebody who is from the mountains. Mm. That also Correct. brings a different shade and a layer to your personality. And the way I was looking when the jewelry and the house, which, you know, which is our house in the mountain and all of it. So the moment I was ready, I thought, you know, I was getting transported to that era. It didn't feel like it was 2022 and there were modern buildings around us. In that chotu space of us, it felt like we are back in 1930s. And there was just snow all around. So you didn't know which age you are in because it was just us. And the mountains. The mountains and the snow, that's it. So it's, uh, it was an overwhelming experience for me. The first day of shoot after I reached set, and Siddharth was already there with his Siddharth Divan, the DOP, and the crew was already there. They were getting ready. Cables were being put under the snow and all of that. And I walked and there was a slope and there was a tree. A tree. So... I walked, it was, there was ice over there because there had been a little bit of thaw, so the snow had turned to ice. It was really slippery. And Siddharth was against the tree and he was telling me ki, that, that, those, because he's, he slipped and yeah. fallen and come. So there are those dents in the ice. And he said, Udhar seya. And he just, he stood there waiting for me. And then I was coming and then, you know that your partner is looking at you like that with a hand. And he's laughing at me because I'm just like trying to balance. <laughs> and that joy and I've caught his hand and then I managed to come to the tree. And then we both looked and we've just seen the whole crew. And I thought I would not, the reason why this memory is really special is because I didn't think I would feel this after Bulbul because that was the first time, right? Yeah. And I just felt that everybody is here because I wrote something. And then they walked in looking like, they, they were colour, not looking like, they were colour. And there's Urmila, there's Jagan. And it's my story. And it's here. And, and Siddharth just looked at me and says, Phir se hua? <laughs> <laughs> I said, huh? He's a very good. Coffee biegi? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and we just sat there and had while everybody was setting up and we spoke about what we are shooting and put a short breakdown. And just that moment. You know, this year I had gone back to uh, Gulmarg for another shoot. Ooh. And the same team had gone with me, my makeup, hair and all of them. And we had half a day ka chutti. So we didn't go anywhere else. We went back to the same locations Aww. where we shot for colour. Mm. Wow. That same house and the same tree and wherever we had shot for colour, we went back this year. And we stood there and we took pictures and I was, you know, sending it to other people who were there that I've come back to the same location where we shot Kala. And that itself made me so happy. All My entire staff was so happy and kicked that we have come back to our location yeah. where we were shooting. So I don't so think nice. it happens. It happens with all films and, you know, 
We're doing so much of work whole year round. Kala is on Netflix. Please stream. Give it a lot of love. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much.